Welcome to Friends of Film Camp, the podcast where two friends gather by the fire from our fun film perspectives. I'm Jinian. And I'm Luke. Today we're talking about Frozen 2, which isn't like. I wish they did a bit more creative name. Eh. <laughs> it tells you what it is, at least. Yeah, I guess. So, Frozen 2 was released in 2019. Mm. Uh, it was directed by the same directors as the first movie, so Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee. With Jennifer Lee uh, being in charge of the screenplay. Uh, it stars Christian Bell, Adina Menzel, Josh Gad, Jonathan Groff, all reprising their roles from the last film. Uh, and it made $1.45 billion. So it was very successful. You had told me previously that you liked this one better than the first one. And I was expecting to disagree with you because I didn't like the first one to start out with and I'd heard I hadn't really heard anything good about this one like I mean I heard mildly good stuff but from my outside perspective the consensus was like that it wasn't super good but honestly like I did end up agreeing with you and I did find this one more enjoyable than the first one yes I think this movie is much better than the first one probably because even though this movie had a lot of last minute working as well mm. nothing compares to the last minute working of the first frozen yeah which you could see it especially rewatching it yeah you could see it on screen they just transitioned so weirdly and well, stuff I and it didn't work that this, well this one also just inherently is exploring more interesting things, at least to me. And I do think that it is... I mean, it's very obvious from the opening of the movie as an adult in, you know, 2021, when you hear someone tell a story about how colonizers were super-duper nice to the indigenous people, and the indigenous people attacked them for no reason. You're like, hmm, yeah, I don't think that's how that went down. Um, but I think it's really good to, in a children's movie, to kind of have that narrative and have that conversation. Yes, um, I very much agree. I think it's a really interesting direction to go with the second Frozen film. It's not one yeah. I would have ever expected them to do. Yeah. Uh, but it it works pretty well. No, I do think it's a lot more interesting than a lot of what they could have done um that being said i wish uh so they also do something in this movie that's pretty smart in in it's inherently more elsa's film um i would call her the main character over anna in this one which is good because i we even mentioned this in the first one where you don't really know who elsa is you know like mm -hmm. you don't get any of her personality um, I wish in the opening, so in this opening, we start with um, Elsa and Anna and their parents, and um, it's a, sort of good bonding, and their dad tells the story of how the indigenous people were big meanies, um, and all that, which is actually really good setup, I think. Um, so I was really cool with all that. I kind of wish in the opening scenes after that we had a little bit more of Elsa wanting 
like specifically wanting to learn more about like where her powers came from or being um dissatisfied with her life or like dissatisfied with the role of of queen especially considering like at the end of the movie she decides to to give it up which i'm fine with it's just i wish we had like kind of established at the beginning that she like wasn't happy in her position i got the vibe from the start that she wasn't super satisfied with what was going on. Okay. Uh, like, I just got the energy from her while watching it. And yeah. especially with the song that she sings. I'm like, so Elsa's not very happy right now. But it is, it is rushed, to say the least. Well, okay, also, I wanted to talk about that song. So, First of all, I'm I'm just I still wasn't a fan of any of the music in this. Probably my favorite musical number was uh Kristoff's that was more like of an eighties rock song. Um and I think part of it is just the style of music in these movies is very like Adina Manzel, Broadway songs, and those just like aren't normally my type of songs. Um so I think they just inherently have a hard time with me. But, so, okay. um, We have, like, a few setting up shots, right? So uh, we've kind of talked about some of them. What's going on with, like, uh, Anna? Is her name Anna? Anna. Anna. Um, uh, oh, no. Who's the snowman? Olaf. Okay. Anna and Olaf have a song about how things change and I also like that concept I'm not I guess it could work with this movie yeah that's a fine concept I I also really enjoyed that concept in terms of uh like kind of teaching it to kids and addressing that worry um they do a lot with the Olaf character yeah uh they place him in that position of the instead of a child character which i thought was probably a better idea than like introducing a needless child character yeah they put olaf in that role yeah so when there's something new or that we don't understand he kind of fills in that what's going on role yeah but it was kind of interesting to see them explore the idea of like hey growing up is sometimes really hard and confusing yeah no and i i actually i really like that they were doing that because especially like uh even still i have a hard time with change but i i definitely also did as a kid which is terrifying because as a kid like things are constantly changing um so yeah i think i i really like that they were exploring this struggle of that um Actually, yeah, I liked a lot of what Olaf was doing in this film. Though I didn't understand, there. it might just be I'm overthinking a joke, but there was this consistent thing where he would, like, spout, like, random facts. Um, and it always bugged me because we're in this, like, medieval setting. And I'm like, how did he know this? Like, it was very, like, modern kid on their iPhone type of facts. Um... And I just, I, I couldn't fathom where he was getting all this information. <laughs> uh, I think the joke is supposed to be, like, he doesn't really know much, so he's very proud of the few things he does know, and he wants to let you know that he knows them. Maybe. But, it very, I don't know. Again, it's, a, it's kind of one of those obnoxious kid roles that they make a little 
quite a bit better by not giving it to an actual kid, but to a magic snowman. Yeah, it it was very, um, it's, a, it's a nitpick, but it, it always bothered me. <clears throat> anyway, so Elsa keeps hearing this voice, that this like singing voice, and then she has her, her first song. Now, okay. Into I the to, Unknown. This is a very big song for the movie. I wanted to ask you about this because I don't know if I just missed something or if like I at anyway. So she has this like song and then at the end of the song there's like all these glass diamonds. And mm. these are like representative of the like element spirits like earth, uh water, wind, fire. And then she tells Anna later like I released the the forest spirits or whatever. Did did she when did she make that decision? Cuz I didn't I just thought we were singing a song. I wasn't recognizing a decision being made. Uh I believe what happened was during the song uh she tries to ignore the voice calling her, but then eventually she can't. So she starts following it. Yeah. And the voice eventually entrances her, like it convinces her, no, you want to do this. And so that final blast of magic, uh, when she fires it to the sky, and then you get the pretty uh, symbol in the far distance, and mm-hmm. then all the symbols form around her nice. Okay. So- that is her waking it up. So basically the spirit, the singing spirit, uh, like entrances her, but like she's not like tricking her, just convinces her to do it. Okay. So it's like a very sudden decision then. It's sudden decision, but it's sudden in the sense that this thing's been pestering her forever to do it. Yeah. For a while to do it. But then she suddenly was like, okay, I'll do it. Okay. Um, yeah, just the way she, the way she reported back to it. (laughs) Anna sounded like it was like far more of a I don't know like a like a weighted and measured decision that she like really did with intention and I was like when did that happen but that makes sense um so yeah uh with with the spirits awake they kind of uh shoo everyone out of the city with like wind and stuff and they have to like everyone has to run away to the cliffs and then um Elsa decides that she has to go um you know follow the spirit and find out what it wanted her to know and they know about the like enchanted forest so at at the beginning of the movie the supposed betrayal that happened where the indigenous people like attacked the soldiers of Arendelle um, the forest, uh, the, the spirits of the forest, according to the story, the spirits of the forest were mad at the fighting and, like, basically, like, shut down the forest. And so, like, it's, like, covered in fog and, like, no one can get in or out sort of thing. Um, so they decide they have to, like, go there and, and figure out what's going on. Um, this, okay, so... <laughs> I was surprised by this. I got so frustrated with Anna in this movie. Like, I straight up didn't like her multiple times. Um, because I don't... (sighs) 
Elsa needs to go on a journey, basically, to figure out who she is, to right some wrongs, that sort of thing, right? And I found Anna, like, so unsupportive of this journey. Like, she felt annoyed with her the whole time. And then she was, like, being overprotective in a way that was dumb. Like, she was worried about Anna in a fire situation. And it's like, Anna literally has ice powers. Like, why are you this concerned? Um, And, like, I don't know. I just found her so unaccepting. Like, sometimes you need to do stuff for yourself. And I wished at one point, like, they, they would have a conversation where she's like, I need, like, I need to do this. And, like, Anna would be like, okay, I understand. But, like, that never happens. I understand what you're saying. But I think you, I think you should consider it from this perspective. Anna spent basically her childhood from, like, five years old till whatever age she is now. Like, 25-ish? Mm-hmm. So she spent, like, 20 years alone in her house without being able to reach her sister. So she never really had the ability to connect with her or to, uh, like, to build a relationship for her. And so when they did start building it, they promised that they were going to, like, do all this together. So I think that's part of Anna's character growth is Anna has to realize uh, she can't do everything with Elsa. And that's okay. Because she hasn't had... She had to do nothing with Elsa, and now she's trying to overcompensate for that by doing everything with Elsa. Like, I think it's part of the character's growth. No, I I understand that, and I'm not i'm not against that um storyline especially with uh kind of we talked about in the first movie that anna was super isolated like it makes sense but i don't like i just don't like how i don't like how it was done and i don't like how it was resolved i wish there was a bit more conversation and acknowledgement of what happened like at one point, this is skipping ahead a little bit, but at one point, um, Elsa needs to go do something by herself, and she, well, at least she feels like she does, which is valid. She should be allowed to feel like that. Um, and she, like, like, I, I don't know what she does, but she, she puts Anna and Olaf in, like, a ice boat and, like, sh- shoots them away. And, like, that's kind of the, like, she needs saving later. And, like, that's the resolution to that. And I wish instead of that, there was a conversation where even even just one sentence where Elsa was like, I need to do this. And Anna has to accept that Elsa has to go do something by herself and let her do it, even though it's hard, rather than getting shooed away. Do you know what I mean? Uh... I I get what you mean. I just, I think it, I think that could have handled it better. Yeah. But like, also what annoyed me about that was the, the, the film frames that Elsa wants to do this by herself is like inherently bad. 
And I didn't like that because I, I don't think that's a bad thing to need or to want. No, I, I agree with you, I think. I just saw it from a, its character growth than a, a change like that. Yeah, but it, it doesn't... An, Anna never has to change. She doesn't make a decision to change. She's made to through circumstance against her will. And she never even decides like, oh, Elsa can do this by herself or she needs to do this by herself or whatever. She's just shot away and then gets like a call that she has to do something on herself now. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? They, yes. It's like they set up they set up the conflict, but I didn't find they didn't they didn't really resolve it very well. I thought they resolved it by the end. Like Anna was much more willing to let Elsa go because at the end she just fully lets her live somewhere else without objection. Uh huh. So I thought that worked. No, I I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. I don't. Where did she like? Where did she learn? Where did she decide? When she was, because that's the other thing too. Is she gets so pissy about um, Elsa like. With the with the fire, she gets so mad at her for like, oh, you're not being careful or whatever. And then when she wakes up the rock giants, which like was a fair thing for her to do, like that's what needed to happen in that situation. They needed to break the dam. But when she wakes up, the literally she only doesn't die by chance. Like she could have died so easily. That was like a thousand times more dangerous than anything Elsa did. Um. And that's, like, never acknowledged. I don't know. I just found it frustrating. Uh, I agree. I, I understand what you're saying. I don't... Like, I, don't <laughs> I don't have very much to add. I, I agree. I also... It could have been done more better. I also just, like, wish... Um... I just, I was excited to, to, to learn more about Elsa. I was very on board with that. And I was a little disappointed that we didn't like go a bit deeper into like who she was as a person. I would have, it's like, this is very much a finding yourself type journey, but it didn't, she didn't really find herself. Like she didn't find out anything like about her as a person. Do you know what I mean? I, I disagree a little. I think she realized that she's uh, someone who doesn't work well in a structure like her previous life. She needs much more freedom. How did she find that out? When did that happen? Well, that's her. That's what her journey was at the end. That's her whole plot is she needs more. She sang it in the first song and then we watched her on the journey and then at the end she's like, no, I want to stay here. I don't know. I didn't get that. But I uh, admittedly wasn't paying that much attention to the first song because I didn't like it. So maybe I just missed. <laughs> Into the unknown. Yeah. Maybe I just missed everything. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's hard to judge it if you don't like the song. I, I would understand that. I don't know. Anyway, okay. So, um... So yeah, they go on a uh travely thing to the forest. The other thing that's going on, so like Kristoff is that his name? 
Kristoff is, yeah, that's Anna's, uh, boyfriend. Uh, boyfriend. He's trying to propose to her the whole time, but he keeps, like, messing it up. And that also kind of annoyed me. Like, on the one hand, it was funny. But it gets... First off, Anna was being, like, so insecure, and I didn't remember that about her, and I didn't really... I don't know. That was interesting. But also, like, they were both being really insecure. I... I... Okay. (laughs) I'm not against them as a couple, but in the first movie, we're really just, like, we're, we're in the very opening stages of their relationship, which works for that movie but now we're supposed to be like i don't know how long it's been a year or so we're supposed to be far more established in it and i didn't get anything between the two of them that told me who they were as a couple or where their relationship was before this like new um conflict started and so it it made it hard for me to be invested because it just seemed like they were kind of both being idiots about it. Kristoff, like, trying to propose and, like, just keep messing it up was interesting in a character choice. It's, again, all these choices are ones I, every time they did them, I was kind of like, oh, I wouldn't have thought that's where they would have gone next. Yeah. But I was yeah. kind of expecting them to be like married with a baby. Like like that's when we would start up yeah. the, the story. So I was surprised that this is where we were starting. Which I'm but, not inherently against, but again, the movie's not very long. So I think a lot of my problems we could have had a little bit longer of an intro so that we better established where all of our characters were especially like them if we're gonna be like i want to know like oh we are maybe they're living together and and they're super in love but you know sometimes Kristoff does this that makes anna insecure or Kristoff has like a female friend and anna's like worried that he's gonna leave her so that like then when we get into like this thing where like oh he's trying to propose they could even do that like classic thing where it's like he's trying to sneakily plan a proposal and she thinks that he's cheating on her or like drifting away because he's not spending enough time with her like whatever you know what i mean yeah, I think having about five or ten more minutes in the intro would have helped a lot yeah. with some character development. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to say on the Kristoff proposal thing was I thought it was a cute and a good idea mm-hmm. to show the man, like, deeply interested in getting a proposal just right. Because so often that's the type of thing that they give to, like, female characters, and then the male characters just, like, indifferent. Mm -hmm. But I I appreciated that. I I really liked his song with the the reindeer when he was sad about (laughs) that. Lost in the Woods. Yeah, that was my favorite song in the movie. (laughs) Uh, That song is so perfectly dumb in the best way possible. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you just kind of, it just kind of happened so out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought it was funny. It's um, a funny song, but it's it works very well with the emotions they want to have at that moment. So, 
yeah, they make it into the forest, and then we run into our two, like, groups of people. We've got the um, indigenous people who've been stuck in the forest kind of, like, since the fight went down, and then we also have a group of soldiers who, I guess, like, didn't die. It seems like some some people must have made it out because their dad made it out, so I don't really know the magic I rules. I think the mom... Uh, dragged the dad out right before the barrier closed. Okay. So like the barrier was closing and she was pulling him out because he was hurt. We have these two groups who are they've been living here for like 30 years together and um, they're kind of enemies but because they think the other group betrayed them um, sort of thing. And they're, they're also like kind of like um, like, they obviously haven't been killing each other. Like, they're kind of, like, I don't Hmm. How to describe their relationship? What's the word? There's a word for it. I'm not sure. Uh, what was their relationship describing? The... Like, the, the mom and the dad, I know. No, like, the soldiers and the, um, indigenous people who are both stuck in the forest. Oh, uh... There's a heightened tension between them, but they don't, like, they don't hate each other. They just are kind of stuck with each other. Yeah. Almost like, um, almost like, like, sibling, <laughs> like a sibling tension, weirdly. Um, anyway, so they, uh, they kind of all converge onto this new group being like, oh, why are you here? No one's been there in, like, 30 years. And it's, like, kind of high tensions. And um, then the fire spirit starts um, attacking. And this is what I was talking about earlier, where everyone's, like, kind of runs away. And Elsa's, like, putting out a bunch of the fire with her ice powers. Um, and Anna gets, like, I don't know. Anna, like, runs in. And, like, it, it was weird. It's, like, Anna has no concept of fucking superpowers. It's, like... Hello, this is obviously a very different situation for you than it would be for Elsa, who has ice powers, which is literally, like, protecting against fire. Anyway. But then, um, Elsa kind of, like, uh, what does she do? She, like, herds the fire <laughs> into this one little spot, and it turns into this little, like, fire gecko guy. Um, who she makes friends with. And I loved this little fire gecko guy. I mean, w we 100% missed the, like, classic Disney animal sidekick in the last movie. I mean, I guess we had the reindeer, but for Elsa now. Um, and he was so cute. But, okay, so I was very excited when we first saw him. But he doesn't really hang out the whole movie. Like, I wish for the entire rest of the movie he was just like at Elsa's side all the time. Kristoff. No, not Kristoff, sorry. No. The fire thing. Yeah. Sorry. You got cut up <laughs> for one second and I was like, Kristoff? Why do you want Kristoff there? <laughs> no, fire thing. I was a little disappointed in how they used the fire thing because yeah. I know they added it for toys, which mm. is fine. That's what Disney's gonna do. But then I was like, at least use him. Yeah. He like, could have been cute. 
Yeah, he was such a cute design, and it was a very cute idea that he's, like, relieved by Elsa and um, Olaf because they're, like, cold and, like, put the fire out. Like, I, it was, yeah, and then they just, like, don't, you just see him a few other times throughout the movie, and it's, like, why isn't, like, I don't know, it was, like, the introduction of a Disney animal sidekick, but they never did the sidekick part. Uh, like, I get what they were doing with it. He's the fire spirit. Mm. But I, yeah, I would have liked him to be used more rather than just, like, a witnessing character. Because he felt like it took up a lot of space. Yeah. That he didn't need to, because he didn't contribute enough at the end. But yeah, then we also, um, so, because the fire spirit kind of, like, accepted Elsa, the um, indigenous people take that as like a sign that she's chill and um, uh, so they, the, our whole group is kind of like hanging out in their um, anyway, they're where they live <laughs> um, they're all hanging out around the fire and they're like chatting there's like a very half-hearted effort to like give each character a very fast friend which I wasn't inherently upset about. But again, if there had been like a tiny bit more time on that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Because doesn't that have to do with that picture you showed me? Yes. Well, that picture was a very specific thing uh-huh. uh, for the very end of the movie. Oh, okay. Which I was going to kind of go into cut like fanfic theories with you but uh on terms of the friends thing it was a little forced it was a little much but i thought it was interesting at least that they were trying to add lots of new characters yeah maybe they again i think they tried a lot to add these new characters but maybe they should have spent a bit more time on the ones they had yeah but well it wasn't terrible i don't know if everyone needed a person you know even if we just had the guy who um Kristoff made friends with like maybe if we just had one person who like one person made really good friends with then we could have like a little bit more time on that you know yeah I think it would have been better I would have liked more between the dynamic of uh the leader of the the North Aldridge people yeah. and the leader of the guard. I thought that was more interesting. That was interesting. Yeah, that would have been interesting to expand on that for sure. Instead of all these new characters. But I get it. It's They want to add these new characters. I do also appreciate that it seems like a concerted effort was made from the first one to have a lot more like diverse characters in this one. Um, and even just the facial animations, which I complained about a lot in the first one, um, I, there was a, there's a lot more, like, attention put to the new characters' faces, in my opinion. Yes, the new characters all had interesting faces, uh, particularly I liked the head of the guard, yeah. His face? Like, I don't know why. It just looked like a face that had had been through a lot and he was tired. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're hanging out. And then uh, the 
the, so there's these rock giants and are they they're the spirits of the 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 land that's the, the impression earth. i got right the earth yeah um so they like just stomp around and are they seem pretty violent most of the time probably because the spirits are pissed off um so they sense elsa for some reason well for a reason i don't like the reason but anyway they 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 kind of like stomp near the village and everyone has to like hide and be really quiet and elsa is like oh they're after me like i need to leave um because she doesn't want to put other people in danger and um Anna's like, oh, I'm going to go with you, obviously, because that's her whole thing in this movie. And then she's asking Olaf, who... <laughs> Olaf really, like, fucked up Kristoff in this one sentence. And I he doesn't even know, which is kind of funny, but kind of frustrating. Because Kristoff had gone, gone off with the friend he made to plan a proposal for Anna because um, his friend, whose name I don't remember, was like, oh, we have uh great uh proposal tradition it's like super romantic and awesome you're gonna love it so they're like going away to plan this proposal and anna is like leaving she she's thinking about following elsa and she's like oh where's Kristoff?" and olaf's just like oh he left and then she's really fucking upset because he just like left. And then she leaves and then he's really upset because she just left. And it's just <laughs> a little frustrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a little like, Olaf, be quiet. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, um,. So yeah, then Kristoff's kind of gone for most of the movie. Um, what did During he... that final fight, though, I liked it when he was riding with her. Mm-hmm. And he makes it just really clear. Like, hey, Anna, you're in charge. What do we do? Yeah. I'm here to help. Which was cool, because it could have been, like, very obnoxious in that they made him take over. And, like, he was the hero saving her. But it was very clear, like... No, he's here to help you. You're in charge. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's his whole character, so I I wasn't really surprised by that. Like, it would be very out of character for him to do that. I know, but still. I liked it when it was done. Um. Oh, this part. Okay. Oh, wait, fuck. We've missed a part that I wanted to bring up, because... We have not gone in order at all. I know, it's fine. Okay, so before, when they were talking to um, the soldiers and the indigenous people, um, Olaf did, like, a reenactment of the first movie. Um, yes. And I really liked this scene. I actually thought it was very funny. It's, like, the most any of these films have entertained me. I I really enjoyed that. Like, I was, like... Okay, gotta give it to them. That was really funny. And I love the head soldier guy, like, reacting. Um, Yes. So that was a really good thing. By far, my favorite thing Olaf has ever done. Yeah, it's a really funny scene. It's a great way to, like, catch people up who kind of don't remember the first one. Yeah. Because it's been, like, six years. So, yeah, I liked that a lot. Um... 
so yeah, now they're they're leaving and uh they end up so this is also a part I I really liked. They end up um coming across their parents' ship that uh is the one they died on. Which I wasn't expecting. And I just like first of all shipwrecks are inherently really cool but also it was just it is a very juicy thing for it to happen plot wise in terms of like emotionality like that's like in that was intense and like unexpected so I really liked that they came across the ship and they've um Elsa finds out that like her parents were trying to um they were trying to like go to this island where Elsa's powers came from somehow I don't really understand what was going on with that it's like a magic memory iceberg oh okay so they were trying to like get there to learn about Elsa's powers which is I don't know kind of vague but Elsa feels bad because they were like trying to find her there's also this continuous through line through the movie that water has memory which i like yes and there's a really cool visual in the scene where elsa kind of like pulls the water out of the the ship to like create the last memory of her parents and i really like that that was a really cool visual uh-huh it was really cool <sighs> the idea of memory and water was a nice idea for the film which reminds me so I think this is a good point to talk about their parents a bit more and their mom. So when they're in the forest, they discover that their mother is part of this um, indigenous. So they're half. What is their name? The the indigenous. What do you remember their name? The North Aldrin. North Aldrin. So they're half North Aldrin, which I I really liked in terms of story and also it kind of saves the film a bit from being super like cringy white savior um so i appreciated that element a lot but i do have an issue and i don't know if this is fair but it confuses me a little bit like i don't really understand Later in the movie, her heritage is made such a big deal of, and the fact that they came together, it just seems weird that that is a big narrative, but also in in what we've been shown, like, her, her heritage would have been completely, like, wiped out and ignored and not acknowledged in real life when they were alive. Yeah. I just think that's kind of contradicting things a little bit. You're not wrong. I would have. The movie does not go as deep as it probably should with the idea of addressing indigenous racism. Yeah. So it's kind of a question of uh, should they be rewarded for telling the story at all? Or should they be criticized for not telling it as well as they should have? I just think, again, in this intro <laughs> that we keep arguing should have been longer. Um,. Especially, it would have even been interesting if when the dad was telling the story about the the haunted woods, maybe 
him and her were like arguing about exactly what happened and not in a way where they were like super pissed off at each other like in a way couples argue but enough so that you were like oh there's like I don't know you know what I mean I just want more of her being who she is if it's going to be a a big deal later on I understand your point I don't know if it affected that affected me for the story as much yeah but it I think it would have been it could have been helpful but it didn't hurt my enjoyment or my ability to enjoy and understand the story yeah so this is after the shipwreck this is when uh I wasn't <sighs> this is when Elsa sends Anna away um they have sort of like an, a little bit of an argument and Elsa sends her away on the boat what exactly again I I feel like I missed something here what exactly is Elsa planning to do like in this moment when she when she sends Anna away well I think she thinks it's dangerous and she doesn't want Anna to get hurt because Anna doesn't have magic ice powers but what is it what is it that changed because before they were going together and then what was it that Elsa was planning to do that she was like, Anna can't come. I think it was just something she was bothered by the whole time. And when she saw the dead parents reminder. Ah, that makes sense. She was like, oh yeah, mom and dad died. This is like a really dangerous journey. And Anna doesn't have magic ice powers. So she has to go. Again, I mean, I already touched on this. I just, I think this would have been so much stronger if there was an argument and conversation and Elsa convinced Anna that she needed to do this by herself um then we went to got the character growth at the end which I know you don't care about but I do yeah we would have no we wouldn't have well I don't think the character growth at the end is effective at all I like the character growth at the end but it's not even character growth it's just like shit that happens (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't think there should have been a conversation. I like the betrayal. I don't read it as a betrayal. I am a hundred percent on Elsa's side with this, and I think it's stupid. Ugh. I think it's stupid that the film has her like freeze. Like, why the fuck was she even freezing? And why would she freeze? She's the ice person. I hated that part. Oh Ugh. my gosh! Do you not know what's happening there? No. The whole movie. There's this line that if you dive too deep into memories, they'll trap you there. There is? <laughs> yes, it's in multiple songs. Okay, I missed it. The opening song, if you like go too deep into the memories, you get frozen there forever. Why? And so when she goes deeper into the memory cave, she starts freezing because they're freezing her. And eventually she goes too deep to get out. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it's the mystic magic land. Um, it's a woman with ice powers. Well, that, have to get over that, that helps. But I also think she should be immune because she's the ice person. Well, it's magic ice. It's not her normal magic ice. But she's it's also special magic, memory magic ice. ice. Wouldn't that be cool and make sense if she was the only person who could do this because she was the ice person? And but she no one else could get to the island but her. The barrier was the island. No I 100% agree with Elsa getting rid of Anna 
and Olaf. And I'm yes, annoyed. Yes, I do too. I just think that the betrayal makes it a more powerful moment. Than I don't think it's her a just saying, "Hey, Anna, this is like going to be dangerous. I got to go. Bye." I'm annoyed that the 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 narrative and the film punishes her for that. And they're like, "Oh, now you wish Anna was with you." And I'm like, "No, no fuck doesn't. off." Yeah, she does. No, she doesn't. Because she's like freezing, and she's like, "Anna." No, she's telling Anna to help. Like, it's your job to finish this now. If Anna was there, she would have frozen before. Okay, that's better then. Like, Anna wouldn't have been able to help her there. Okay, that, that helps. That's better. Okay, that makes me feel better then. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I had no idea why she was freezing. Again, I guess I just wasn't paying attention during the songs because I didn't like them. Um, uh, yeah, it's just like, that's one of the parts of the mother song. It's like, if you go too deep into the memories, you uh, get stuck there. That's weird. But okay, I can accept it. I just don't like it. But um, the, okay, so before then, though, we get the scene. I don't know what Elsa's trying to do. It's very that one scene in Harry Potter where they're trying to like get to that cave. Uh, and she's just, like, trying to, like, climb waves. I'm not sure where she's trying to go, I, but she ends up in a cave, so I assume she's trying to get there. Um, but this scene is very cool looking. Yeah. Um, and this is also the scene where she meets the water spirit. And at first, I was very disappointed that the water spirit was a horse. I feel like we could have gotten way cooler visuals in this. Scene. That is based on the accurate history of the area. Okay. I Okay, that's interesting. That helps for sure. I think we could have gotten way cooler visuals if it was like an octopus or, you know, something watery. But then later, um, she rides... So after she makes friends with the water spirit, because consistent thing is she makes friends with all the spirits. After she makes friends with the water spirit, she, like, rides the water horse down a wave. Um, and that looks super cool. So that kind of like paid off for yeah. my initial disappointment where I'm like, why are we a horse in the water? And then I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of sick. So I think <laughs> my initial, my initial like disappointment ended up paying off. So I'm like, okay with it now. Yes. The water horse is very cool when she rides it. Yeah. It does seem a little out of place at first. I know it is based on the area i believe so uh where is the area where are we supposed to be based norway oh this is in norway cool yes so the indigenous people there are based on the sami people of norway okay so they're uh an indigenous population there um so yeah. so yeah she gets to the thing and in the cave she sees the memory of how her grandfather first of all he built the dam which their dad told them oh this dam was such a great peacemaking thing and immediately as an adult you're like yeah sure it was um (laughs) so big shocker the dam was hurting the indigenous people what human interference in nature was bad and um (laughs) So they didn't, He the king didn't make the dam to be like, hey, this is super helpful to you. He made it to fuck them over and make them dependent on him, in his words. And then he straight up killed 
their like leader while he was had his back turned just like eating soup or something like he was being very chill drinking tea and um yeah so elsa sees this and that's like when she starts to freeze so she sends the memory to anna is that what happens yeah that was her last bit of power before she froze over was to tell anna what happened so anna could fix it and then undo the bad memories um so anna and uh olaf are in a cave at this point and they get the memory and then olaf starts like flurrying away as he puts it because because he's sustained by elsa's magic so elsa's like frozen and and so he doesn't have an energy source i guess and there's a scene first of all this is framed as very sad but i knew he wasn't gonna die like obviously as soon as elsa comes back he'll be back so i that just didn't hit for me but i'm sure it's very sad for kids but i (laughs) okay uh before you get too judgy, I remember watching this in the theater, and even I was, like, a little emotional. <laughs> but he's obviously not dying. I know, but it's still sad that he has to die, even if he comes back. Okay, but there was there was a line, and I thought that this was gonna get fucking old-school Disney dark for a second, and they, and they didn't, which I'm kind of disappointed in, because as he's dying in Anna's arms, he goes, there's one thing. That, like, what does he say? Oh, <laughs> okay. He goes, there's one thing that's permanent since he's been, like, upset about uh, change this whole time. And I 100% thought he was going to say death as he was dying. And I was like, oh, but then he says love, which, first of all, isn't even true. And it hits way less hard than death would have. <laughs> okay, I get death would have been dark, but death would have been unnecessarily dark. Okay, but love doesn't make any sense. Love is just a good word to put there. It's just like... There's one thing that's always changing, and that's change. That would have been better. Yeah. Always permanent change. Oh. Yeah, that would have been better. But yeah, I thought he was going to say death, and I was like, whoa, that's that's scary. Like, that would have given me some existential dread. Um, but anyway, so he dies and then Anna's all upset and goes, she finds her way out of the cave and she goes and wakes up the giants. And this is what I was talking about earlier, where she's trying to get them to like break the dam. And this is actually, I really liked this and they kind of undo it, which I don't like, um, because the... Breaking the dam is going to release oh, the water. This scene. Obviously. Oh. And the uh, Arendelle was built in the middle of where the water would be going. So it would flood Arendelle. Which, by the way, was just very poor planning on Arendelle's part. Well, I was thinking that originally, but then I remembered that they built Las Vegas in the middle of a desert um, and have to import everything that would allow you to live so i'm like that tracks for humans um (laughs) i know what i I... (laughs) i didn't i don't know why i didn't expect you to be like yeah but i remember vegas (laughs) 
Vegas and fucking LA are in the stupidest spots. Why the hell would we build a city there? But we do that. We do that consistently. Build shit where we shouldn't. Okay, well, building them in the middle of a desert is one thing. Yeah. Building them on the water that only has one dam between you and certain death. Well, that's the same. I don't think it was the best thought out plan. That's the same as like Holland, though. Holland is below sea level, and the only reason they don't sink is because of dams. (laughs) So the Netherlands, you're right. People are dumb, but in this case, I was also like, this is just not very well thought out. So in order to right this wrong, she has to like sacrifice her kingdom. And the uh, that also explains kind of why the spirit shooed everyone out, which I which I appreciate because it's like not they're not evil. They're they're trying to write something you know so they kicked everyone out so they're not going to kill everyone but they are going to like destroy the 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 kingdom right yeah like they're gonna destroy the kingdom the spirits want to destroy the kingdom but they don't want to like kill the people they just want the damn gone exactly destroying the kingdom which is as we said the kingdom's own fault for especially because the the king put in this dam so he obviously put in the dam and then built the kingdom there on purpose you know yeah um anyway so (laughs) when i first saw that in the theater i was like oh wow disney's gonna say hey colonization has consequences don't exactly that's what i I was so excited and then uh, because she got they cheated death once again they did the disney thing and everyone just got to have an happy ending i hated that i was i loved the narrative that they were starting where they were like sometimes to right a wrong you have to sacrifice what you gained from that wrong you know like that that would have been and then they could have they could have like rebuilt their city sort of like on the cliffs like they could have made a cool cliff city or like something you know like there could have been a really good message about like change or just giving up something and instead Anna breaks the dam and this like releases Elsa and she goes and rides her horse which admittedly is a really good visual but then she just like does this ice thingy and stops the wave which first i was like that's not how water works it would still be flooded even if it wasn't crushed um but when she talks to anna later she's like oh the spirits agreed that we should like be saved and i'm like no like it would have been so much consequences yeah it would have been so much more powerful if it would have been yeah it would have been powerful if arendelle was destroyed you know, and they had to make a new city, but it's like now they're starting a new city from fresh, like without that baggage and portrayal and like bad actions that their original one was built on. Yes, I was just so upset because they were so close. Yeah, they were really close. <laughs> like it's just like okay, the town gets destroyed, and then like. Put a thing on the screen that says one year later. Yeah. And like pe- you see people building a town and like Anna or El- Anna, who would be queen then, would be like, okay, guys, we need to do this area and this area. 
how's this going? Yeah. And like, just, like it doesn't have to be like you could even have a violent you could even death. Have just like, have it like underwater and then have them rebuild. You could even have like the indigenous people helping them because they would need to like live somewhere in the meantime. You could help them, like teach them how to live off the land while they're building and how to like like building like tents and stuff with them so that they had places to live while they're building new stuff like it would have Have been elsa use magic powers to like build temporary shelters yeah like there's things they could have done with this and i understand i know why they did it that doesn't mean they were right to do it that way why do you think but i understand that disney was like it'd make the kids sad if their kingdom was destroyed. Disney didn't give a shit about making me sad back in the day. Like, they were vicious. So, like, I don't... Like, I think kids... I just think it's a sad reason. Like, it's not a good enough reason to be like, there were consequences. But that makes them sad. No, I just... They're like, no. Yeah. Just I think have that them would have be... consequences and then have them quickly get over them. I mean, I... Like, I think you're right. I do think Disney has gotten very scared of being too much which i think is i don't i remember especially with like disney movies as a kid like stuff like having the villains die like as a kid my brain was very like black and white and like very like vicious you know like it's like if you're if i wanted the bad guy to die you know and I'm like, you're the bad guy, you're dead. And it's very, like, kind of simple. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's necessary, really, to shy away from this stuff with kids. I, I just don't think that there was enough consequences. No. For the actions that were taken. It just, it objectively makes the story worse. It does. Which is disappointing, because otherwise it's such a good idea and then they just got scared at the last minute. And, and I don't know for sure, but I bet I would not be surprised if at one point there was a time where that t- city was supposed to be destroyed. Yeah. And someone above the filmmakers said no. Yeah. That sounds like something that would have happened. Uh, because the filmmaker who makes these movies, Jennifer Lee, she's in charge of the Frozen movies. Mm-hmm. Uh because of Disney recently having to get rid of, well, not recently, a few years ago, they had to get rid of the guy in charge of all their animation mm-hmm. because uh, he was creepy. Okay. So they had, they brought in someone from Pixar to run Pixar, and Jennifer Lee uh, now runs Disney Animation. Uh-huh. So the, and they did it because they were like, Frozen's very successful. So I, it it strikes me that she wouldn't have done, she's smart enough in story-wise to know she wouldn't set something up like this if she wasn't going to use it. Yeah. Because uh, she's in charge more. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She has more power. She has more power. So I would think that she wouldn't have had them animate it fully if it wasn't her approval. Yeah. And then I'm guessing... Someone above her said, no, no, no. Yeah. So. Um, but this is also, so like, uh, after Elsa saves the city, she runs up on her horse back to Anna, who's still kind of like in the forest. They had just broken the dam. And 
this is also when Elsa's like, oh, I'm the fifth element, whatever. I hated that. I don't think it's necessary at all for her to be like the fifth element. And it kind of, I feel like, I don't know. I felt like it was weird. I think it, especially again, with the story that we were telling about like harmony and like working together and stuff, I feel like it would have been better for her to just be one of them and not like the magical, most powerful one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was a little weak. I just don't think it was necessary. And it it gave me weird vibes to be like, oh, I'm the most powerful person coming to live with you guys. It's like, just be just be one of them. Be an equal, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have preferred that. Uh, I would have preferred it, but I didn't mind. I liked how Elsa was living there. After. I like she that too, really but happy. I I would have preferred, which I already said, more of them, like, yeah, talking about how she, like, wasn't happy. I also think it would have been really good to establish that she was, like, very concerned or curious is the wrong word, but, like, she really needed to know where her powers came from. If we established that in the beginning, I just think it would have made the the journey a lot more. Like, it, it it's implied. I just would have liked it to be a little bit more outright so that this journey of her, like, powers and her being sort of connected to, like, other elemental spirits would have been stronger if it was more of, like, a personal want from her to, like, know that knowledge. Yeah, I would have liked more of it. Again, it's probably the problem with this movie overall. It's just, they have a lot of good ideas, but they don't quite go enough into them. Yeah, very true. Which is frustrating, because they they do have the time. Like, it's it's fairly short. They could have made it two hours fairly easily. No, I don't know this one for sure, but I did hear that this movie, much like the first Frozen, mm-hmm. uh but to a slightly lesser extent, had to have a lot of last-minute editing yeah, uh, to change things. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of stuff was cut. I know a lot of songs were cut. Interesting. Like a weirdly large amount of songs were cut that were, like, ready to go. Now that I think about it, and I meant to pay attention to this when I was watching it, it does the same thing as the first one, where the the beginning is very heavy- with the songs, and then they really peter out towards the end. Like, I'm looking at the soundtrack right now, and I can see... uh, One, two, three, four... I think five different songs that they had recorded and were ready to be gone, but were not included. Interesting. Which is a lot of songs. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. So, I... Something tells me that this movie probably had a lot of stuff cut last minute. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know how they can do that. Like, I don't know why. Now, is this what you were going to tell so me? These movies are so always last minute cut, is if this, that's the case. Is this what you were going to tell me with the photo you sent me? Does this have to do with, I know before this movie came out, there was a, there was a push to have Elsa be gay, but also yes. like a push against that. Is that what that image is about? Uh... Yeah, 
Well, for after the first Frozen, because Elsa was so vague and her character arc was like, I'm different and people are going to hate me for it. <sighs> yeah. There was a big community push from the gay community to give Elsa a girlfriend. Yeah. And then there was people who pushed against it, but those were mostly just homophobes. Yeah. Uh, and then but this movie... Disney loves those homophobes. This movie, Disney seemed to decide the best way to satisfy everyone was to satisfy no one. Yeah. So they didn't give her any relationship. Yeah. Except that photo I sent you, Mm -hmm. which is of Elsa in the village uh, at the end. I want to make sure I have it up. With that girl. Yeah. And there's like... The sl- it's not like Disney deserves credit for this. I'm not saying that. But there's the slightest bit of, like, vague romantic tension there that I saw. Well, yeah, I noticed that the, the, the girl looking at her has some hard eyes going on. But, um... Like, it see. doesn't... It's not enough that Disney deserves this any credit for end? it. It's the very, I, very bare Because, like, I don't even remember this. Yeah, it must have been at the end. Because I don't even remember this, like... Mm-hmm. In the movie. Is this when she's like, oh, you should stay here? Yeah, basically. Ah, yeah. But, yeah. This uh, is the big conspiracy. And I was curious what your thoughts, now that you've seen both. Yeah. Now that you've seen both Frozen movies. Mm-hmm. And I know you are, you are like me, but much worse. No. <laughs> in that anytime there's any potential gayness in a character, you're like, there it is. Yeah. Gay. Yeah. Which is a skill I admire. <laughs> but you, I've never actually really thought about what your deep thoughts would be now about should Elsa, not will Elsa be gay, but should Elsa be gay? Um, well, I, so I was never that, I, I knew get Elsa a girlfriend was a thing. Um, but I had never seen the movie, so I didn't. I wasn't, like, actually invested myself. Um, but seeing the movies, um, the I like the second one better, but still I'm not that invested. And so I'm not... I'm at the point, probably when I was a teenager, I was more at the point where I would watch things, even if I didn't like them, if they had queer representation. I'm kind of past that, where I, I don't care as much if I don't like the thing. So, I do care a bit more, for sure, because I like the second movie a lot better than the first one. Should, objectively, should they make her gay? Probably. Because, not even, I'm not attached to they need to make Elsa in particular gay. Do I think it's time for Disney to have real gay representation in a main character? And none of this half-gayness that they keep doing. I 100% think it's time for Disney to do that. And I think they, I mean, I say Disney are cowards all the time. (laughs) I think they are 100% cowards, and that's why they haven't done it. Do I think this was a very good opportunity presented to them that they didn't take? Yes. Am I personally, like, that emotionally crushed by it? No, because I'm not super invested in, like, the Frozen universe and Elsa as a character, but do I think it would have been a very good thing to do in terms of, like, all the children who are really invested in it? And, like, culturally, because it is a very big franchise, yes. And I think that they are cowards for not doing that. But it's not not, not really anything new. 
I thought they were cows for a long time. <laughs> <'Cause> especially <laughs> with like, I, you know, we always joke Disney's first gay character because they fucking talk about it all the time. Every first every film they have somehow has their first gay character. Every first and gay yet character. None of them are actually gay. Yeah, and every first gay character they do is always an extremely minor character to different levels of minor, but always a minor or side character. That is and like. And like, even just beyond that, I would be fine if they were like smaller characters in the story. Like, if it wasn't their story. Yeah. But. The problem I have is that they're gay in every way except in a relationship. Yeah. Or with another person. Well, I think that also goes to the um, sort of what we were talking about before, where, like, gay relationships are overly sexualized. So I think part of the reason they're nervous is, like, whereas you can have two straight kids in a movie have a crush on each other and not have people feel weird about it. Those same people often, if they are gay, feel weird about it because gayness is sort of like inherently sexualized in media and isn't allowed to be more innocent. So I think, especially in a kid's movie, a gay relationship would be seen as more explicit, even if they weren't doing anything more than any of like the straight relationships we've seen in like Disney princess movies. Yes. Yes, basically that's the thing, is uh, every time they do it, they just basically use the word gay in the place of flamboyant. Yeah. Because flamboyant doesn't sound as good. Yeah. But that's all the characters are. But I think that's why they want Elsa, is since Elsa is more developed, but yeah. still not fully developed, she could have that character arc and not be... Uh, just like a stereotypical lesbian. Yeah. So I hope, I would hope they do it. I don't think they will. I don't think but they will But just either. beyond that, in a broader sense, I just want Disney to do a gay character. Me too. I don't think, and none of this half stuff. Yeah. Just make them gay. Like just have them in a relationship with someone and that's it. But yeah, that was Frozen too. I'm so... I'm honestly still shocked that I liked it as much as I did. As much as I really did not like the first one, um, I liked this one a lot more, which is weird to me because I, from the, you know, vague rumblings I'd heard from, you know, the universe, I, I thought people didn't like the second one as much as the first one. I think people who don't like the second one are people that don't like the type of uh, water has memories and energy type talk yeah like if people if they don't understand that type of talk or don't relate to it they don't like it because huh. even uh i think saturday night live did a whole skit before about how frozen 2 wasn't good yeah that's and like they didn't really have a i didn't think they had a very good reason but i'm like you did so much work but you like didn't have a reason so thank you everyone for listening to today's episode uh, we'll see you next time at the campfire.